Hello and welcome to another episode of Interview with a Schizophrenic. I'm your host, Duncan Samuelsinger, and today I have the great pleasure of having Sam with me. Sam is from the UK, he's 25 years old, and he has uh, been diagnosed with psychosis. So welcome, Sam. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for asking. Yeah, that's fine. Um, So Sam, what I'll ask you is, how are you coping with the COVID crisis? How's that going? Um, I don't think it's particularly affected me as much as it would compared to like the average person, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I generally spend a lot of the time um, at home alone. Um, I occasionally see family, but largely it hasn't really affected me too too much. Yeah, you know, that's kind of, I think that's, you know, for a lot of people with um, psychosis and schizophrenia, you know, they're, they're at home you know, it's kind of like, well, this is just the same as my normal life sort of thing. So, you know, whereas other, well, other people, it's a big change, I think, for them. Yeah, I think a lot, a lot of people are, are sh- have been struggling this year. That's fair to say, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Sam, so let me, the, the first question I'm going to ask you, which I always ask every person, is if you like to tell me how your mental health journey began, what were your first symptoms? Um, how were you diagnosed? How, we, how was your treatment? If you'd like to talk about that, that'd be absolutely fantastic. Okay. Um, so it kind of began um, b- before I was even aware at the time, really. So I was anxious from probably about 17 onwards. Um, so about eight years ago now. Um, and it all kind of, I think it tied up with a little bit of mild, mild anxiety, which was exaggerated with my use of cannabis. So I'm, I'm not sure quite how the cannabis has affected me but I, I do believe it's potentially exaggerated my problems uh, mentally um, and at the age of about 21 22 I started to decline quite rapidly um, I went into a state of a state I had an episode of psychosis um, I kind of felt that like I had very little control over myself um, and I started to get impulses um, and what else? I'm just trying to think of it's. It's quite a while ago that I've kind of it all started. But um, so did were you, were you involved in the in the in the healthcare system? Did you did you were you an outpatient? Were you in hospital or were you treated? What did not go that far? So I went into hospital for about two nights. Was when it really started to hit me that I was experiencing something which just wasn't normal. Basically. Um, and then from there, I was put into uh, the early intervention team in yeah. Worcestershire, um, so in the UK, middle of UK. Um, and I had, well, I, I think my experience um, with my first area was quite poor, um, to be honest. So I had a very good CPN, but my psychiatrist, I, I never actually saw my psychiatrist except for one occasion. Um, I had some okay treatment from a psychologist who gave me a, a bit of a rundown of just how to sort of deal with intrusive thoughts. Um, 
and from there I kind of was left I felt very much that I was kind of left and neglected a little bit um after my first situation with with the early intervention team I was kind of left um and then I went to Warwickshire so I was treated in Warwickshire and 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 basically in between those two occasions I had had my first episode of psychosis um and things happened which I'd rather not go into a loads of detail about the the particulars about what happened because it's quite sensitive but uh things got very difficult um and I actually got a little bit violent um with someone um which was quite quite bad um if you if you like to tell me where you sat what when you saw your psychiatrist uh, obviously psychiatrists what they do is they dispense medication so were you satisfied speaking with your psychiatrist with, with the medication correct for you it's taken me a while to get the right medication um so i was on aripiprazole which made me very agitated and then I, I've switched to Risperidone fairly recently. I've been on it for about three months now. Um, I don't really suffer many side effects. Um, so it's taken a while to get here. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's, been, it's been a bit difficult because some of the medications I've not reacted to very well. Um, I just haven't really had a, a good experience of medication as a whole. Um, I haven't really found many benefits from the tablets that I've taken. Like um, I've taken antidepressants, anti-anxieties, antipsychotics and none of them have really benefited me at all i've never really noticed a positive from them if, if i'm honest my experience of medication hasn't been very good and the early intervention team were you satisfied with them how how were they how effective was their treatment so when i was in worcestershire i wasn't i'd say i was generally dissatisfied um with the treatment so like i said i didn't really see my psychiatrist very much um, I didn't see my psychologist as much as probably I wanted to. And my CPM was very good, but she was, she felt overworked. It felt like she was overworked and she really didn't have enough, um, mental capacity in herself to be able to deal with what was going on. Um, ever since I've come over to Warwickshire, it's been very difficult, uh, very different. Sorry. Um, I've seen my psychiatrist quite regularly up until obviously COVID now it's telephone calls. Um, and I, I I'm, I'm talking about going into therapy at the minute with a psychologist just to see if things can help and medication has, has gradually got better so uh i think it's been very difficult but like, like i said we've, we've come to somewhere which is a bit better so okay and how do you feel are you how do you feel at the moment are you positive do you feel okay i can get over this or do you feel this might be a long-term thing i mean what what's your feel what you're feeling like because the medication yeah it helps but it's not it's not a cure is it so what 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 are your feelings now about that sort of thing so i think i'm coming to terms with the fact that i i honestly don't think i'm gonna fully recover from psychosis i think um i get certain symptoms which never i never find any relief from them so i get chest pain which is consistent um which is uh, like i think it's a symptom of anxiety um so not the psychotic side of things more the anxiety side of things and um, although my psychotic thoughts and my intrusive thoughts have cleared up a lot, uh, quite a lot actually ever since I've been on Respirado, I still do get them and I've never really found that there's been a, like a trend upwards, if you know what I mean. I've never really gradually got better. I've always sort of had a good few months, had a bad few months, that kind of thing. So it's, well, it's... Um, You mentioned therapy because I think my personal opinion, I think something like a therapeutic approach it's going to be quite a, it's going to be quite useful 
yeah so they're talking of putting me in uh, psychology um to see if that can help to to try and tackle i'm not sure how it's going to quite work because i've only had a little bit of psychology here and there before so i had some cbt um i've heard of different types of therapy that i never even knew existed ever since i've been on a, a forum on the internet um so i'm hoping there's something that can give me a different approach to how i'm feeling right now so it might challenge some of the thoughts or feelings that i'm having and maybe i can find some relief um but like i said i'm generally coming to terms with the fact that i don't think i'm going to get fully better um I, I i'm not sure whether i'll be able to get back into work again i've been out of work for about a year and about a year now so i'm just i'm still thinking about what's what's going to happen honestly it sounds quite down and quite not very optimistic but i've i've been optimistic optimistic for quite a long time um and i feel that okay. my optimism has been yeah sorry no that's fine um you know um with mental illness you do go through ups and downs yeah uh, and you know i i was out of work for 7 years you know um, oh, okay and and a lot of people you know you, you you can go through some rough periods um so but it was light at the end of the tunnel tell me what what is your profession sam so i used to work in finance um and i've worked in call centers so i've done administration and call center work largely and you're you're only 25 so you're still you're pretty much you're starting out in your career yeah um, is, is that do you feel i mean what i would say to you as just given like um like uh some advice from my experience is that perhaps you got some time to think about what you might like to do maybe you might want to do if if you don't feel ready to go back to your previous career you might want to think about what possibly other things you might be able to do you know something something um you know because there's, there's loads of there's loads of different things that you can do yeah uh, that might be suited to you better do you know do you know what I mean yeah so that's been one of my struggles i think is is always finding my place in like the the grand the grand thing of society um finding my place in a career and socially i've never really found my place socially or in a career so it'd be it's given me lots of time to think about things and to talk to people and experience different things to see if there is a passion that i have if there's something i can get set in because i think if i found something that i was truly interested in i think I probably would use that as an opportunity to get better, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, um do um have you do you go to any uh like drop-in centers or you know do you, do you are you part of the mental health community in your local area? Not so much. No, I, I don't really know much about it to be honest. The the first thing that I did that's been a little bit different is I've I've gone onto this forum um and I've started yeah. speaking to people and sharing ideas and trying to give people little boosts and stuff like that and make feel people feel a little bit better but um I haven't really been part of any sort of groups mental health groups or anything like that before so something to look into yeah, there's something to look into because um you know mind the charity mind they often have drop-in centers in local in local areas um where you can go in have a cup of tea and chat to other service users and they have they will obviously they will put on activities um and also there might be a day center in your local area as well you might be able to get a referral from your gp um 
you, that might be something that you'd be able to do. Okay. Um, there are there are those sorts of and another thing, which is by the NHS, is called the Recovery College. So the Recovery College, um, there's I mean there's bound to be one in Warwickshire, um, where where the NHS put on courses to um, help you um, help you with your recovery. So there will be courses to give you insight into your condition. Um, there'll be courses on medication. There'll be courses on on the workplace, you know, how to get back into employment. Um, so, you know, I would definitely look into, into that and see if there's anything in your local area which might help you. Because, because I, what I do know is that, um, like you talked about the forum, and the forum is fantastic. Um, I think before I joined that forum, I thought I was kind of alone. I felt alone. In, in terms of my mental health struggles. But when I when I found other people who are experiencing similar stuff, it made me feel so much better. So, you know, all, all of that just blending into the community, you know, integrating into the community is so important, I think, for, for your recovery. Okay, yeah, it, it's definitely been enlightening um, looking at the forum. Uh, and, and seeing other people um, and, and like the first time I remember truly connecting with someone was um, with a, a walking group that we do with the Warwickshire NHS um, early intervention and mixed teams and I felt that I'd, I'd finally found someone that shares some of the, the struggles that I have and it was very new to me so it was very different um, so it would be good to, to continue that maybe I'll look into some community groups and stuff like that to attend yeah i mean you know i think that's it's all it just helps people there you'll have people there sort of like my age who've who've gone through the journey you know everybody's journey is different but at least you'll have some sort of role models you say okay these people they've they've gone through the mental health journey and they've come out the other side um and i think that that's so helpful because because I think one problem with the mental health community is the lack of role models. You know, I think, um, but you know, we're, we're all just human beings, and you know, at the end of the day, we 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 want to have a normal life. I think so. Yeah. So I think that's important. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, Sam. Let me. Let, I, and one other thing I want to think was about the cannabis. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the cannabis. By itself, I don't think it causes mental illness, but I think it can speed up the onset. It can encourage the onset. You know, it's like an extra trigger. You know, I think absolutely. Uh, I think yeah. it's a, it's at least a complication, in my opinion. Like it's uh, whenever you meet with a psychiatrist and you're trying to pinpoint what happened for you to feel a certain way, cannabis gets in the way, and it's always was it the cannabis or was it certain events within my life that have triggered this. Um, so I think it's definitely a complication. It's a complication. It's not. It's not the sole reason, but it doesn't help. Probably. Yeah, absolutely. So what? Okay. Do you want to talk? What I want to ask you, which might be quite helpful. This. How? What is it? What does it feel like when you're when you go when you went psychotic? How How does it feel like for you? What, you know what was. What was that experience like? It felt quite normal um, in a way. 
it just felt that I was full of emotion. Um, I had, um, I was making decisions which I wouldn't usually make. So I was felt like I was quite impulsive. Um, and it felt like however much I would try to stop myself from doing something, I couldn't stop it. It was something that I would continue to do anyway. So it, in that sense, it's quite an impulsive, impulsive, uncontrollable sort of emotion that I felt. Um, so it felt quite difficult. It was, it felt normal at the time, um, but now it, it, I, I realise it was quite a difficult time for me. Okay, fine. And um, okay, let me see. How did your how did your friends react to you becoming ill? You know, did you, were they supportive or were they a bit sort of afraid and said, you know, I don't really understand this? You know, tell me about that sort of thing. Um, due to what I think was maybe like a mini episode of psychosis, um, I lost my friends. Um, they no longer sort of supported me. I don't think they understood my condition at all. They, I don't think they had an awareness of mental health. But to be fair to them, I didn't have an awareness of mental health until I was about 20. So I didn't really have any awareness of mental health problems until I hit about 20. Um, so, yeah, my friends, um, they they parted ways. We kind of left each other. Um, it wasn't a terrible, dramatic ending, but it was definitely a, a mutual decision sort of to, to leave each other. Um, so yeah, I didn't really get support from a friendship group, unfortunately. You know, I think it's quite hard when you're in your 20s, you know, you know, people can be quite, um, they can have a lot, you know, especially men can have a lot of bravado and mental health problems. You know, it's make people, probably made them feel uncomfortable, which is, you know, is ignorance because it affects so many people and it is a major issue and it's a real issue that affects people like you and me quite severely. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, you know, you're you know, you're not alone with that experience. Um, and how about, how about your family? Were your family more supportive? Uh, my family's been absolutely amazing, to be honest. Um, as difficult as I have been with them, um, they've supported me no matter what has happened. Um, I can't be, like, I, I, I think I'm extremely lucky with to have the family that I have. Um, I hear of situations of people going through mental health struggles and they're, and, and they're still not being supported and recognized as as uh, as a vulnerable adult or a vulnerable person in families so for my parents to continue to support me and be there for me and just help out and someone to talk to it, it, even after what's happened it's been fantastic and like i said i, I couldn't be happier with my family my family's been absolutely amazing okay that's good um i'm gonna ask you have you have you ever experienced you know, I mean, in the last couple of years when you've been going through this, these experience, these mental health experiences, have you experienced any discrimination? Um, I've, I've had a lot of ignorance, I think. I felt a lot of ignorance from people, but I wouldn't, I couldn't call it discrimination. Um, people generally just not spending a minute to try and understand someone um, or just being ignorant to mental health problems as a whole, being kind of selfish almost because they're, they're well, they're fine. Um, I just think that people that are healthy should just take, just take a few seconds to try and understand someone that isn't as healthy as them. 
Um, but I, I, yeah, I haven't really, I don't think I've had discrimination as such. Uh, there was a, a time at work where my mental health became apparent. So when, sorry, when I was going for a job and my mental health became apparent and they, and they couldn't recruit me anymore, but because of other reasons as well. Um, so I, I wouldn't really consider it discrimination, but it was, that was a bit of a complicating time as well. How do you feel, um, like mental health is portrayed in the media, uh, like in the news, so you know like in in the public media and the national media and the commercial media how do you feel it's portrayed i mean absolutely terribly um <laughs> i think um in the film industry especially um if your schizophrenics are portrayed as being crazy maniacs dangerous people that shouldn't be involved with at all um i think the news is very very quick to pick on uh, anyone in the mental health community that, that, that does is, is violent or is aggressive or negative. But um, my understanding is that people that are psychotic and unwell are generally more likely to harm themselves than they are to others. And, and that's something I did discover on the internet as a fact, as a fact, sorry. But yeah, as a whole, I just think mental health people with mental health problems are misre misrepresented in the media just because um, obviously the media is so keen to get attention and views and, um, and and to and to get people watching their programs, etc., that they, they generally go for the shock effect, that they want people to be shocked um, because it gets more views. So I, I, I generally don't like the way that we're portrayed in the media, to be honest, especially the film industry. Um, I, I really don't like some of the films that come out and, and talk about and, and show how people are psychotic and violent and dangerous. It's it's pretty pretty distrusting. I think might be a word. Um, it, it makes it difficult to trust like society as a whole you know i mean it's kind of popular media is kind of it's screwed up anyway isn't it with you know, like all the most a lot so many films involve sev severe crimes and we're supposed to celebrate that like you know it's like the there's so many people get killed on film and you know like obviously you know, i'm talking about like the, the the plot where people you see there's so much violence on television and films you know and and you know we're supposed to be normal citizens, and that's what that's what we digest, you know. So it's kind it's kind of a fucked up society, anyway, isn't it? Um, um, yeah, it's it's pretty horrible for anyone that has a severe condition to be able to talk to people, engage with people, um, just because of the the film and the media uh, industries, like um, even um, like on social networks like Facebook and other social networks. Like you, you notice people say as soon as they're sad, they say they're depressed. Or people joke about being having severe anxiety, and I think it all stems from the media. So because the media is so ignorant and obnoxious with how they represent people with mental health problems, I think people kind of take that and they're equally as ignorant and, and obnoxious about it. They're, they don't really truly understand that people are having really hard times sometimes, um, and some people really hard times a lot of the time. Um, so I think it's it's kind of it's it's not pleasant to, to to witness some of what goes on in the media and what goes on with even friends and uh, social media. So it, it's not nice. Okay, Sam. I think I think we can wrap it up here. What I want to ask you: um, What is your? I, I what I generally do is I play some music at the end of the show. So what is your your favorite preferred type of music? preferred genre i could say at the moment i'm listening to like i like hip-hop rap um and i like um like all sorts of electronic music as well so okay, those are my favorites okay it was absolutely pleasure talking with you um you know i hope that 
you are do get optimistic again and you do recover to a sense where you you start getting your life back you know i think that's so important and you know you can do it so yeah so thank you very much for talking with me sam thank you for having me thank you for having me